Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is what happens. These lessons. The NBA, they keep having these hiatuses between games. They got all this time off between games. Well, uh, the NBA is still on sabbatical. They'll get back at it on Wednesday night. Game three of the NBA Finals. The Warriors and Cavs practicing in Cleveland on Tuesday. We're talking about practice. Not a game. We're talking about practice. But it was Donald Trump who stole the spotlight. The commander-in-chief added again here. The topic du jour among NBA players, star NBA players. If you have been out of the loop here, maybe you didn't hear about it. You were doing something else. You might have missed it. But uh, several of these the headline players in the NBA were quizzed about the Philadelphia Eagles trying to pull a fast one on the White House and then ending up getting uninvited. Uh, and so you've got uh, politics involved, right? Political stunt, and hey, you're not invited, so that's a political stunt, both political stunts. Uh, LeBron James chimed in on this. 
Uh, he was one of the headliners to chime in on this. Uh, here's LeBron and his thoughts on the White House, the Cavaliers, and also he's now speaking for the Golden State Warriors. Interesting. It's typical of him. I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, I mean, I know no matter who wins this series, no one's no one wants to invite anyway, so it won't be Golden State or Cleveland going. So it's a lot of things that we believe in as Americans that uh, we don't feel that he's for. But LeBron speaking for uh, – did he speak for all Americans? I don't, I'm not sure. Or just the basketball players? Was it just the basketball players that LeBron was speaking for? I'm, I'm confused by that. Uh, but he did say, if you're listening closely there, that the Cavaliers and the Warriors would neither one. Uh, whoever wins, we know who's going to win. Golden State, Cleveland's going to lose. They don't invite losers to the White House. Uh, so uh, they will not go to the NBA. Uh, the, the NBA champion will not go to the White House. So I wanted to talk about this. Now, Steph Curry – uh, he was asked about it, and uh, he he actually agreed with LeBron James. Steph uh, chimed in on that. I agree with LeBron. Um, pretty sure the way we handled things last year kind of stayed consistent with that. But at the end of the day, every team has an opportunity to make a decision for themselves. I think that's powerful, you know, being in, in this situation. You just spoke for the team, though, so why don't you have a vote? Maybe the guys actually want to go. How about that? Uh, here's uh, one more from, from Steph Curry, because we want to know what he thinks about the Philadelphia Eagles, don't we? I'm dying to know. Not surprising. Um, it's unfortunate, but you know we all have our, opportunity, our, our right to kind of do what we want to do, and, and the Eagles you know, fall in line with that. All right, so let's uh, get into this. Now, the question is, what do you make of, you heard Steph Curry, you heard LeBron James, there were others, uh, their public disdain for President Trump. Uh, now, my thoughts on this, it is obviously predictable. You've got the slippery slope, and you also have tradition ending uh, as well. And we'll tie all this together, and we'll work our way through it. Now, number one, both LeBron James and Steph Curry, this is important. Uh, now, we know their path. They, they both criticized the president. A lot of people have. Uh, King James called Donald Trump a bum. Uh, Steph Curry has said things in interviews that were derogatory about the president. And we should also point out that both Steph Curry and LeBron James are surrogates of the Democratic Party. They're friends with former President Barack Obama, and they like to claim, especially LeBron, part of the resistance. And these were leading questions. Right? Let's not be naive here. The NBA media that cover the finals, they knew the answer before they asked the question. The answer was predictable. Uh, how about the fact that they are essentially dictating what these other players do for the team? I mean, I, if I played for Cleveland and I wanted to go to the White House because I'd never been to the White House, I would be pissed, right? I'd be upset with LeBron James. What if I want to go? You can't tell me I can't go because you don't want to go because you're – Part of the you know the democratic resistance. I what if I want to go? What if I just want to check out the White House and see what it looks like? I can't go. Not you're telling me that not a single Cab player or Warrior player has any dissenting view here. That that's that's how both teams universally feel about this. I mean, listen, LeBron James, unfortunately, and this this has to trouble him because he's the god of basketball. But when it comes to politics, he's got no muscle. If you want evidence of that, you go back to the 2016 presidential election. We pointed this out many times, but LeBron James attempted to help Hillary Clinton win Ohio. In fact, LeBron appeared at several big political rallies in the state of Ohio in support of Hillary Clinton. 
Well, Donald Trump ended up winning Ohio, and when he won Ohio, it wasn't just by a little bit. It was a landslide. How big a route was it, despite LeBron James campaigning for Hillary Clinton? It was the biggest blowout politically since 1988. That's how long ago it was, uh, the last time there was a route or route that big, but despite the best efforts of LeBron James. Now, the second thing here, there are many celebrating uh, the uh, the star players here, Steph Curry and LeBron James, pushing back. But this presents two problems. Right? This, this, there's two problems with this. A, I would think the NBA as a whole wants to sell tickets to people that don't think bad things about the president, right? They, the Even Trump supporters buy NBA tickets, right? So they and also, more importantly for LeBron James and Steph Curry, these guys have been peddling overpriced merchandise for years, right? Do they only want to sell the merchandise, the overpriced crap that they're trying to sell you, to people that share their political beliefs? I'm relatively confident. I don't want to speak for the people that run Nike or Verizon or Coca-Cola or Beats or, or Kia, but I'm pretty confident that the people that run those companies want to sell those products to everybody. Right, so that becomes problematic. And B, and this is a, a a larger issue, the entire setup, this entire thing. And I work at a sports radio, you know, station, a network here. We talk about sports all the time. But what is the backbone, the fundamental backbone of professional sports in America? It is dependent on political handouts. Now, what do I mean by that? You go to any of these arenas, right? They're all built like Taj Mahals. And how are they built? 98% of these stadiums are subsidized by who? By the taxpayer, by you. Who hands out the taxpayer money? The politicians. It's a vicious cycle, right? They're the ones that fork out the money, the politicians. So this is, by definition, this is a slippery slope, right? You start annoying politicians. And then they start not handing out money, and then you've got a problem because, God forbid, you actually have to pay for these stadiums and these arenas. Now, I'm assuming that LeBron James and Steph Curry believe that they are invincible, and they might be, right? But I guarantee you the owners, the people who run these sports franchises, they're the ones that are demanding the government handouts from taxpayer dollars. They don't want to piss off politicians, whether it's Donald Trump or anybody else. Now, ironically, LeBron and Curry, by this action, by saying, well, their teams aren't going to go to the White House, which I've never spent much time worried about, but the topic of the day in the world of sports, this is actually a very patriotic act. You know how much money is wasted, how much taxpayer money is wasted uh, with having to get security and whatnot, government money by hosting these little parties, these soirees at the White House, it's, uh, it's a, there's a lot that goes into it, right? So they don't want to go. You're actually saving money. You're helping uh, save money that would have been wasted on these uh, these things. Now, the, the last thing here, right? we, we've talked about LeBron and his politics, and he's you know, fine. He likes the, He's a Democratic voter. He supports the Democratic Party. But you can't be shocked when he goes out there and says, says you know, I am out you know, against Trump and all that stuff. But in, in the past... He's he's made comments about Donald Trump being divisive, and a lot of people would say absolutely that President Trump is divisive. Many would agree. However, at the same time, LeBron James is making a massively divisive statement himself. Right? I mean, that's you know, you know the, the the old argument we've talked about this in the past, right? Everyone's for inclusion, 
except when you have an opinion that goes against how they think, and then that you're suddenly you're supporting exclusion rather than inclusion. It's a, it's a, it's amazing how that works. Uh, and so, what's the end game here? Well, that's a good question because it's not going to go away. It's going to it's going to like a, a forest fire that has a flare up every so often, right? It's, 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 this is the way it's going to be. Donald Trump's going to win re-election, so he's going to be president for like another six years, right? So he's going to get re-elected. That means that this is going to pop up for a pretty good amount of time, right? Because he's going to keep going back to this because it works for him. Politically, it works for him. And, and so it's going to be around for six more years at least. It's going to be around. And you know, the, the other factor, this is tradition ending. As we said, you know, the tax dollars that are spent in this, you know, it's, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with this thing ending. I, I, I don't really understand why they do it. Why don't they bring the you know, top overnight talk show host to the White House, have a big party there, celebrate that. They don't do that. What's up with that? But this goes back 152 years. Think about that. Now, some people think this just started with Ronald Reagan, that he was the first president to really kind of get into this and invite all the sports teams. But you got to go back to President Andrew Jackson. 152 years ago, he was the first president to invite professional sports teams. At that time, they were semi-professional because baseball wasn't a big deal in 1865. But that was the first year. They, they invited the Washington Nationals, uh, who you know, now they exist. They didn't exist for like 150 years or whatever. Uh, the Brooklyn Atlantics, who I think became the Dodgers, they were invited to the White House. In 1865. And, and after that, it didn't happen very often. And then it, it picked up in 1924. Uh, it was, I believe, Calvin Coolidge, one of the all-time great presidents, uh, who, who then said, okay, we're going to invite the Washington Senators because uh, it was after the World Series. They'd won the World Series, so they invited in the White House. But it looks like, at least for the foreseeable future, all this is going to come to an end. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia, who's right over there. You think uh, You think anyone's asked Alexander Ovechkin if he's going to be visiting the White House if the Capitals win the Stanley Cup? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't... Uh... Well, he would probably show up with... Uh, with Putin? Yeah, with Putin. <laughs> his boy Putin. Putin would be behind him. He'd be yeah. like his water boy. He is tight with Putin. <laughs> yeah, they're buddies. Yeah, absolutely, man. So you think the Capitals <laughs> that, that would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Putin I bet you Ovechkin showing up. They're so nuts, they probably would invite Putin to the White House. They'd be, uh, they'd be like, come hang out. That, we'll celebrate. Oh, uh, that would be a hell of we'll a thing. Have, uh, we'll have some Russian... Uh, you know, some some Ru- borscht. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have some, some booze and we'll have a good time. Why not? So, uh, I, I saw what else did I see about the uh, NBA? But I said Kevin Durant, he backed up LeBron and he backed up Curry. So they're all they're all in. Uh, uh, yeah, Durant said the D- same Durant. thing. Durant, yeah. yeah, he kind of backed up all. They were all all asked about it because it's low hanging fruit, right? You know what they're going to say. So well, you're like, plus yeah, everything else has been asked. This is new. You know, we can uh, find something well, that's different, right? Yeah, what do you what what what's the angle for the NBA Finals? Let's see. One team's much better than the other team, right? Uh, one team at the end of uh, the, uh, the game one, that video that's going around, people are going nuts over. They, they weren't even talking to each other. There's division there. They've got some problems on that team. The other team, it's just a matter of whether it's four or five games. Like, I totally see Cleveland winning to extend the NBA Finals in game five. But it doesn't matter. They're not going to win the series. When Rodney Hood is a topic, uh, yes. then, then you know 
there's not much else to uh, doing a deep, to ask. deep dive on Rodney Hood. Sure. Who last week Rodney Hood was telling people he was so he was such a delicate little flower. He is confident was so beaten that he was going on YouTube to watch videos of when he used to be good to remind himself. And this is the guy that's going to be the savior of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Rodney Hood. I, I believe they call that grasping at straws. Yeah. Didn't they also bench him in the first round of the the playoffs? If I remember correctly, didn't we talk about him earlier? Because he he was uh, out of the rotation. He was in the doghouse for Coach James. I think that was Ike. Well, Ben, to be fair, yes, Danny G. Sometimes when we start the production meetings, you're sitting there with your old NBC clips on YouTube. (laughs) Well, I was amazing on television. I don't know why NBC doesn't hire me back. I mean, my God, Uh, I owned uh, Sports Talk on the NBC Sports Network, and that network has never been the same. Their ratings have been down since I left. I would save that fledgling network if they brought me back. You're fired. You tell you, put me on there, give me a big contract. I am set up. I can't believe they're not calling Eddie. I don't understand. Why are they not calling? I look great. You know, I can, There's got to be some conspiracy. Clearly. Go to the gym every day. I mean, my God. I'm, I'm, my, my talents are being misused here, yeah. Eddie, on the radio. You wear, I'm, uh, you wear makeup just for fun? Yes. I remember the nice makeup woman in Stanford, Connecticut, who would spray paint makeup on my face to make me look half human. It was wonderful. <laughs> very nice lady. She was very nice to me. She had a spray paint gun. And she would spray me with it, and uh, it was wonderful. The problem is with getting that off, as you know, Eddie, because you wear makeup all the time, it's a bit of a problem. You know, it's a, it's a whole to-do. You get products to take the makeup off. Then it, it messes with your skin. It's, it's a tough life. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not easy. Sometimes I, I do wear makeup for this show. I do. I have lipstick on right now. I do, yeah. You got to do, like, the smell test, and you got to do, like, look for a little goo. Look, look at... Coop wakes up over there. What a, what a scumbag that guy is, Koopaloop. Sleeping the entire beginning of the show, he props up, he, he gets at full attention like he's a military <laughs> officer, and he runs across the room. Oh, Ben said something stupid. The Let's mark, put mark in time this, on yeah, the computer. Yeah, we yeah. better put that in the system. Good job, Coop. And again, when Eddie, Eddie pointed out the Cavaliers were, or the Warriors were favored by 1,000 points, it took three weeks for you to get that in. Three weeks for that to get in the system. Three weeks. If Eddie said that he was wearing lipstick right now, that yeah. would be in the system immediately. Eddie, go ahead. Say it. Well, I'm, I'm not wearing lipstick, Ben. I, All right, edit, out the, edit out the knot. We're good. Take the knot out. Just You can do some editing on that. We have digital editing oh, yeah. capabilities. I'm sure they'll get right on that. They'll be right on that right now. Dunskies. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We'll move over Michael Jordan, another member of the 1990 Chicago Bulls Taking away the headlines here. If you've been paying attention, you might have seen this. Maybe you missed it. This is this is awesome. My favorite story of the day. Not that I don't want to spend the entire time talking about LeBron James, Donald Trump, and everything else. This kind of involves Donald Trump in a way, but uh, this is this is just awesome. So next week, the United States and North Korea are going to meet. Right, President Trump's going to meet face to face with Kim Jong Un. And he is going to be accompanied by a former NBA star. Yeah, the the word is Dennis Rodman. Yeah, that Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman is supposed to be in Singapore uh, during that get-together, that summit, that global summit that's supposed to avert nuclear war 
with the North Korean dictator, and Robin's going to arrive in the country the day before the sit-down. So if you look at your calendar and you say, well, okay, it's June 6th, six days from today, right? June 12th, he's going to show up there, and uh, this is not some gambling deal. Like, uh, Robin's gone to North Korea before, and he's worn a gambling website's T-shirt. It, it's you know, bankrolled by that. Uh, he, he's going to go there and actually play some sort of role in the negotiations. I'm not making this up. Uh, the word is that the worm is going to be used as an ambassador of goodwill. How great is this? Tell me this is not a 10. Right? This is a 10. 10 out of 10. Uh, so I wanted to talk about it. Now, for the purposes of this Maller monologue, let's assume this is true because uh, there's some con- conflict between uh, some of the people that say this is not actually the case. It hasn't all been confirmed yet. But the New York Post is reporting, and they never get anything wrong, uh, that Robin's going to be there. So the question is, you, you up or down on the possibility of Dennis Rodman, rebounding machine, Hall of Famer from back in his day in the NBA, helping out. Uh, so I'll go first. I am up, up, and away. I don't know how anyone could be against this. Right? My my perspective on this, you've got uh, Trump-tastic, so real, and the menace. All right? So you got, you got those three things. Now, A, uh, Donald Trump was elected in part because he's not some career politician. And uh, this this is about as unpolitical a move as you can make. There is no textbook that tells you to bring in a reality star, a basketball player who's in his 50s, who used to be really good in the NBA, and bring him in. This is this goes outside of all the political customs and norms. It's Trump-tastic as well. It's, it's, it's so perfect. Uh, it's wonderful, right, for the theater of it all. Uh, it, it's already going to be theater because you've got Kim Jong-un on one side of a table and President Trump on the other. So that in itself is theater. And then you throw in Dennis Rodman possibly sitting at the other table just down a little bit away from the main table. Uh, this is outstanding, right? Outstanding. Now, for months, you know, th- this has been a thing, right? This has been going back and forth. It's cooled down lately, but this saber rattling that's been going on. And to think that Dennis Rodman could actually help calm the nerves of this is so fantastic. It's so wonderful. Uh, there's there's this very bizarre bromance between Kim Jong-un and Dennis Rodman. It's been well chronicled because Rodman's gone to North Korea multiple times and has told stories. Remember when Rodman came back the last time? If you pay attention to this kind of stuff, Dennis Rodman told the story about when he goes to North Korea that he rides horses with Kim Jong-un. They, they go horseback riding together. They go skiing they sing karaoke. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. It's unreal. And this is now, uh, I, I, I just imagine at the table, they're at this big summit, right? This very important point in global history at this time, right? Two people that don't like each other and they're going at it. And <laughs> is Robin going to break in and say, well, let's say, hey, if we work out a deal, I'll take a horseback riding. You know, uh, we'll do some karaoke. I know a good place over in Burbank. We can go do some karaoke. You know, you want to do that? No? <laughs> it's just great. And uh, I-, I admit that I've paid a little bit more attention to this than 
the, the, the whole Rodman North Korea thing, I've paid more attention to it than most. You know, Rodman a couple of months ago, maybe it was maybe it was last year. Time kind of flies here, but Rodman had said that Kim Jong Un didn't understand the president until Rodman gave him a book. The book was called "The Art of the Deal." The the Trump uh, book, "The Art of the Art of the Deal." <laughs> Just great. So you got horseback riding, you got karaoke, you've got skiing, and uh, a ghost written book by Donald Trump that Rodman gave. I mean, this is this is perfect. Uh, now, now, B, this entire situation, as I said, it's going to be great theater. Either way, it would have been uh, a very interesting theater. Uh, and you've got a lot of, of people that are like cartoon characters here that are involved in this. And to add another one in, Dennis Rodman, and I, you know, full disclosure here, for me, this is a surreal situation because when I was cutting my teeth, is a radio stringer back in the back in the day. I spent a lot of time covering NBA uh, teams and, and different sports teams, and had, I did interviews. And at one point, my path in life crossed with Dennis Rodman. He had, at the end he left the Chicago Bulls, and he tried to catch on with the Lakers. This was in 1999, I think, maybe 1998, but it was. Around that time, and I, I was on the beat at that time, covering the games a lot and doing some talk shows and whatnot, and for 23 glorious games, Dennis Robin played in Los Angeles, and, and I had to, when they played at the Forum, quite often I was the schmuck who had to uh, go and wait for Dennis Robin to enlighten us with his wisdom, and the thing that I recall from that period of time that was the most stunning thing about my experience with Rodman. In spite of the clown hair, the tattoos, the exotic piercings, he was the most shy guy. Like, he did not want to talk. He would hide out in the back of the Lakers locker room in the uh, the shower area waiting for the media to, to exit the locker room because he didn't want to talk, uh, which was odd. And, and uh, of course, I'm a glutton for punishment, so I would sit back there and wait because I got nothing else to do. And he would eventually come out. And then when you finally interviewed Rodman, he was very low. He didn't have a high-pitched voice, very low, kind of had his head down and almost inaudible. Like Shaquille O'Neal in those days was very similar to that. You pretty much had to put the microphone down his throat if you could get any quality audio because he didn't talk very in a very loud voice. And Rodman was like the same way. Uh, and I, I felt really bad, though, for his, uh, his, I think it was his girlfriend, maybe his wife at the time, Carmen Electra, who had to... Uh, had to sit outside the locker room and wait in the uh, the bowels of the Great Western Forum for Rodman to uh, to step out uh, back in the, in those days. But uh, but anyway, this has been a long time, and I think that that Rodman could show up at this thing is just uh, just wonderful, right? Just absolutely marvelous, right? It's it's a surreal situation. Now the the parting shot on this, uh, Dennis Rodman is essentially a a riddle wrapped in an enigma, right? We use that phrase from time to time. Because you look at he's gone from a guy when he was with the Pistons. Didn't he contemplate suicide in the parking lot at the Palace? Wasn't that the story about Rodman back in those days? Uh, he was going through a lot. And then he became this renegade, bad boy guy, with, you know, part of that Piston run. And, and he had the whole thing going on with the Spurs and the Bulls bouncing all over the place. And now he could go from all of that to being part of an international peace situation, like a peace broker. It's just, it's just great. 
one of his nicknames is Dennis the Menace, right? It's one of his nicknames. And um, I'm telling you, if this, this all works out, you, you put him on that short list of uh, Nobel Peace Consideration. He's 57 years old, Rob. That is a huge upset. I, I remember back in the day we were doing the, if you were doing the ghoul pool, you know, you, it, Rodman was always on those lists because of the lifestyle that Rodman has lived, right? You, you think of some of those athletes back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, but mostly like 80s and 90s guys, like Rodman, Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden, uh, Mike Tyson was on that list. You would have thought none of those guys would be around that long, but they're all still up. I think they're all still doing pretty well, I think. I don't know. I've heard things about Dwight Gooden that things aren't going very well for him, but the other guys seem to be doing pretty good. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You talk about that and anything else you want. It is mostly fair game, and the number 877-99 on Fox, 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine, and we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Yeah. You right know, Ben, some things just don't seem to go together. And yeah. Kim Jong Un and a horse. I can't. <laughs> I can't picture that. I can't see that looking. Yeah. Natural that he, he rides horses, huh? Yeah, with Rodman. They like to go horseback. That's right. like something that you would see in a uh, dream after you had something really funky to eat if you know, you right go- before you went to bed. If you Google it, there are pictures of Kim Jong-un I'm, on a horse. Here I go right now. Yeah. Come on, Google. Go to the uh, the Google images there. He's sitting on top Kim of a horse there. He's got his military jacket on. And he's doing his thing. Horse. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. There he is. Yeah. You think people have to put him on the horse? Uh, what do you think that? How does that go? Like they pick him up, they put him on there. Uh, that... He steps on, uh, you know, several citizens and say, "Form a human staircase." As he climbs aboard his, his steed. Aren't <laughs> 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 those are the things you do? Like I always think of, like skiing and horseback riding. If you're trying to uh, flirt with a woman, or like, you're trying to seduce someone, you know, you're in love with someone, you go horseback riding, you go yeah. skiing. Uh, or and karaoke, or you're just drunk and you want to have a good time on a Friday well, night. Putin or does like it that. shirtless, so you know maybe uh, yeah. Kim Jong Un needs to try that well, out. Plus, Putin scored like 11 goals in a hockey game yeah. before. You know, he's had what? Well, Kim well, Jong Un didn't have he uh, the hole he, in one on yeah, every hole. 18 yeah. holes in one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was right. You hit golfing and shot at 18. That's impressive. Oh, that's great. See, I was mistaken. At one point, I, th- I was trying to figure out the origins of this, like this uh, friendship. And we, I mistakenly thought at one point Kim Jong-un had gone to school in the U.S., but he never did. He did go to uh, the college in Europe, right? I think it was somewhere in Europe, if I remember correctly. That's how. And he, he beca- became a fan of the Chicago Bulls. And Rodman happened to be part of the Chicago Bulls. And here we are all these years later, and there you go. Still friends today. All right, uh, we'll take your calls again, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. Daniel says, there is nothing else to talk about. What about baseball? Right? Basketball sucks. I'm a hockey guy. We never talk hockey. Jerk yourself awake. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, from Daniel. Well, this is not really a basketball story. It's like Robin's not hasn't played. When's the last time Robin picked up a basketball? Probably been 
15 years since Rodman picked up a basketball. I would say. I would think possibly so. Possibly so. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. I might have to go to Delaware just to put some bets in. I was actually advising someone who had a runner go to Delaware. i got to tell that story later. All right, here we go. Koopa Loop, it's Maller to the third degree. Ben, the Detroit Pistons have reportedly narrowed their coaching search down to Dwayne Casey and John Beeline. Ben, who do you think is the better choice? Yeah, I saw I'm going to go John Beeline. I'm going to go John Beeline. If these are the options, I want to see John Beeline. Number one, it would be the unorthodox move. Beeline seems like a lifer in college basketball. He's been a Michigan man for a while now. He's the greatest Michigan basketball coach in my lifetime. I can't imagine anyone better than John Beeline at Michigan. And Now, there is a chance. The only concern I have is that this is a negotiating ploy, that Beeline really wants to just get more money from the Wolverines and his heart's not into it. But if he's invested, he wants to try out the varsity, he's tired of the junior varsity of college basketball, then I would hire him in a heartbeat for the Detroit Pistons. And and number two here, Dwayne Casey, good guy. He'll get another job in the NBA, but he clearly failed to get the Raptor players past LeBron James. Now, that's on the players more than it's on Dwayne Casey, but that LeBron James boogeyman, right, That was, he could not get them – mentally get past LeBron James. Now, generally speaking, the players run the show in the NBA, so I think there are very few exceptions. But I like the way that John Beeline's teams have played in college basketball with the outside. The big guys can shoot. They've got Blake Griffin that can shoot. I'd like to see what he could do with Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. I think that would be an interesting hire. It would give us something to talk about. All right, next. Now, Auburn basketball head coach Bruce Pearl just got a contract extension through 2022, the 2023 season, with even more money. Money, now, money, is, money. This is all despite the fact that the program is still under FBI investigation. Yeah. Was this a terrible idea, Ben? No, it's not a terrible idea. It's an Auburn idea. They do things differently, right? First of all, they do things differently in the Dirty South, but especially at Auburn. This is a very bold strategy. But it's not that far removed from how that university is operated. Uh, you know, you sign a guy who's under investigation by the feds. You're betting everything that Bruce Pearl is not going to, be, you know, end up in a jail cell. There's, there's likely some language in the contract. I would think if these people aren't complete uh, village idiots, that covers the university uh, a little bit. But it's like the old west, you know, college basketball. He, uh, Auburn, they, what they win? They, they won the SEC title, right? So. That was a few months back. So if you if you're in Auburn, not a traditional basketball power, every so often they have a good team. Uh, you do things like this, and and B, I've interviewed Pearl over the years. This guy's on that short list of sweet talkers, very verbose. I am convinced that Bruce Pearl's the kind of guy that believes in his heart that he could talk his way out of a 50 year federal prison sentence just by sweet talking the judge. He's got the gift for Gab. Next! Ben, uh, Houston Astro, was it Astro? Mike Fears called uh, Giancarlo what? Stanton You're the, mumbling. the pitcher, Mike Fears. Yes. He called Giancarlo Stanton childish for his reaction to getting <laughs> or, hit or by. Or fires, yes. 
Is it is it Fires? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah. Well, for his uh, reaction to getting hit by a pitch during the second leg of a doubleheader on Monday, yeah. Do you think he was right? Was uh, Giancarlo being childish? Yeah, I'm going to stand with Giancarlo on this one. I, I, I first of all, if you remember four years ago, Giancarlo got his face smashed in. Right, you mean Mike. Whatever. He got his face smashed in four years ago, square in the face, right there, mutilated face. You know how many women were heartbroken in Miami when that happened? They were devastated, right? And so he hits a home run. He gets his revenge, a moonshot, 456 feet. Good for him, right? And this pitcher, Mike Fires, he is lucky that Giancarlo Stanton, here's what I would have done. Uh, you know what I would have done? The Malum Maneuver. I would have done somersaults around the bases. I would have hit the ball. I would have done a Sammy Sosa bat toss, and I would have done somersaults, and then I would have waltzed into home plate. That's what, I would have pranced around like the conquering hero I would have been. I would have, you know, then I'd pick up the bat. I just tossed the bat. I'd pick up the bat, and I'd play it like a Les Paul guitar is what I would. I would play the bat like a guitar. There it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? I bet you passed this edition. Ah, another winner. All the man does is win. Win, 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 win. That's how it goes. Wrong. Sorry. It's fires, by the way, Cooper. I agree. It's very. That is the baseball version of Brett Favre, right? Because it's you've got the it, – it's very odd. It's the – the R and the E seem like they should be flipped, but they're not, and it's it's a very confusing name. That guy pitched a no-hitter against the Dodgers, right? Didn't he pitch a no-hitter a couple years ago against the Dodgers? I think he did. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Time now for the Insta Trivia. Here it is, the Insta Trivia. Blank has seen the largest increase in batting average since the end of April until today. Highest Batting cra- batting cla- batting average increase. There we go. Third time's the charm. A largest increase in batting average since the end of April until today. Fill in the blank. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. We got to get to the game, though. The people want to hear the game. Let's play the game. All right. Here we go. Time now for... Password. We got the teams. It's uh, Danny and Danny, canceled morning show, and Alan and Ben. Alan is in Maine. He used to sell cars, but now he's going mainstream and going clean. And Danny used to be a teacher in Indonesia, but he is now going to become a restaurateur in the Boston area. All right, let's play the game here. Very right. excited. Yeah, we 10 words ten on the words. board, worth 10 points. If uh, For every incorrect guess, we take a point away. I... My partner, Danny, was on the line first, so Danny, pick a number one through ten. Number ten. Number ten. All right. E- couple Z. Not really. Oh, so easy. A couple so different simple. ways we can go with this. I'm using my material. <laughs> All right, Danny, here's your clue. Fantasy. Fantasy. Dreams. No. All right. Alan, uh, he said fantasy. I'm going to say story. I got it. Um, fairy tale. 
No. Oh, oh wow. Okay, Danny, God. think about All it. Right. Heard those clues? I'm going to say novels. Novels. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, books. No. Oh. Oh, or dancing. <laughs> novels. Uh, well, you got to put all the clues together. How about, how about this? Uh, um, imagination. Imagination, Alan. Everything's tied together. Everything's locked in there. Like Everything's related. Imagination. Make-believe. No. <laughs> all right, Dan. I think we got to throw this out. Oh, throw the word out. You're never going to get it. One you more. One more clue. No, they're not going to no. get it. Come on. Let's throw the word out. It, 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 what's it worth now anyway? I don't yeah. even know. It would be trade. six points. Oh, uh, yeah. The word, fiction. Yeah. No, you have nonfiction. Fantasy. Oh, man. Yep. Man. All right. All right. Nobody gets it. Uh, Alan, go ahead. Alan, no cursing. Pick a number uh, one through nine. No, I said shoot. Oh, good. Thanks for clarifying. Uh, Alan, one, one through nine. Number five. Number five. By the way, I want to point out, Coop is eating dry cereal right now. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I'm hungry. All right. Let's go with... Uh, all right, what Al- a surprise. Alan, stay focused now. He picked nine. Let's go with Swindle. Oh. No, he picked five. Oh, five. Okay. Yeah, Swindle. Cheated. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll oh. take that, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Cheap, Come on. It's, it's guy okay, yeah. got it. Please. All right. Semantics. Uh, ten points. Woohoo! Not the exact hard, word. Hard, but we'll got it. it. Fine. Yeah. All right. You're up now, okay. Danny. You're trailing, by the way, Danny. Danny, one through four. Yeah, you're, lo- you're losing, Danny. Six through nine. It's all right. Make it up right here. No, he won't. Uh, three. Three. Oh, no chance. Oh, we'll get no this. We'll get this. No chance. Okay. Go ahead. Think about it. Slobber. 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 <laughs> say it again. <laughs> say it again, Dan. It's very attractive to you. Slobber. Someone say slobber. Slobber. Uh, mess. No. no. All right, Alan. Alan, listen slobber. to me. I was a master at this back in school. Uh-huh. Uh, loogie. Come on, Loogie. Uh. Loogie. Stop clapping over there. It's Eddie. No, it isn't. Go ahead, Alan. Five seconds. Loogie. That's easy. Loogie, loogie, uh-huh. loogie. Spit. Yeah. Yeah! yeah! You spit a loogie. It's not even a real word. Woo! Yeah. Spit. Uh, what the? At Northwood Elementary, it was a real word. Uh, good job by you, Alan. And uh, you are up next there, Alan. What do you got? Uh, uh, pick, a, pick a number. You got one, two, four, four. six through nine. Yeah. Uh, uh, six. 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 All right. By All the right. way, loogie is in the uh, Merriam-Webster yeah. dictionary. Be, I, I bet it is. It's a fun word. We should use Horrible the word loogie more. It's a mass of saliva and phlegm Ugh. hawked up from the throat. Julio Lugio. <laughs> That's right. Lungi. Lungi. One of the great former Red Sox uh, of our time. Uh, let's go with, hmm. I think this is, I believe this is one where I'm checking with the judges here. Hold on a sec. That's one word, Koopa Loop. It's one word. I don't, I'm asking a guy eating dry cereal whether I'm allowed the to The talk use... back wasn't working. We couldn't hear you. Oh, really? Oh, let me try it again. He's killing time. Yeah, Koop said okay. All right, Alan, spokesman. The, the, the clue is spokesman. Spokesman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five seconds. Politician. No. No. All right, let's get this, Danny. All right. 
lecturer. Good clue. It's not a good clue. My clue was better. My clue was better. Lecturer. Speaker? Yeah. My clue was better. No, it isn't. A spokesman is a speaker. All right, you're wasting time. Go. It is a public speaker. Go, you're wasting time on purpose. We don't have enough time. We have a tight network. There's no more time left. I know you're trying to get desperate here. Jerk. Just eat your fruity pebbles, all right? You just killed a minute. I didn't kill a minute. That's his move. That's not my... I don't play that kind of game. I won the game. You're running out the clock like J.R. Smith. Alan, your life is turning around. You've won a golden ticket. You can, you can sell that on eBay. And, uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Danny. All right. It, it, Danny, thank you for playing. All right. Get out. Enjoy Indonesia, I think. You're leaving soon. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.